Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fangular Podcast. This is episode 137, Game Club for Silent Hill 2. I am your host, Jeff, and I am here with Charlie and Ben. Halloween's coming up this this month, and Charlie had the great idea a couple weeks ago to uh, to do a Silent Hill Game Club. When I first heard about Silent Hill, I originally thought it was a lot like Resident Evil, and I've since learned otherwise. Yes. Yeah, a little bit. I've only played Resident Evil 4. But, uh, oh, well, and that's different. It's, it's from far the, more similar to the first, I'd say, like two, three games. Yeah, like we, we, when we started playing it, um, I noticed that the, the camera was fixed in place in a lot of different circumstances. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the game itself, uh, it, it's, it's far different. Hey, they both have awkward tank controls. What, what's a tank control? Where, like, the the default move forward is to press up. And oh yeah, turn yeah. I like turned a, that off immediately. Like I was like, access. oh man, I hope this is not the way I have to do it. And then I looked in the options, and sure enough, there is a different option, and you can turn it into how every other game ever plays. You can, and I turned it to that, but then I turned it back. Why? Because man, because it puts you, put it gets you in that mindset, man. It gets you, it gets you more spooked. Well, you have then- less control. Ben's also playing um, the PS3 version, the HD. <laughs> I, I am I'm going out of my way to have the worst experience possible with this game. That's what that's what we've concluded. Fan gamer friend and employee Michael Ferguson lent us his copy of Silent Hill Two for the PlayStation Two, so we've been playing the original experience, and Ben's been getting the alternative one. And some would actually say the inferior experience. Everyone would say the inferior experience. <laughs> Before we get into Silent Hill anymore, I just really quick want to know. What are you guys going to be for Halloween? I, I am probably going to be playing Borderlands. <laughs> That's a good costume. It's a pretty good costume. But no, I, I have to somehow like adapt the Sailor Moon costume into like a dude outfit, and that's going to be interesting. Is this based on the previous podcast you did where we got into a good Sailor Moon conversation? I, I, I'm going to say it is, even though it's not. All right. I was hoping that Charlie was going to add on to that and say that he was going to be Sailor Saturn. You guys were going to go oh, trick-or-treating together. You? Well, if I, if I was going to be any Sailor Scout, it would probably be Sailor Saturn. So, yeah. you know. All right, Charlie. I need you. I need you for this. <laughs> Is there like a Sailor Mars or some kind of uh, a, a Sailor Pluto? There, there's Sailor one for v, every... Duh. Yeah, there's like one for every planet, dude. And are they from the planets? Uh, n- n- I think they're just princesses of that planet. But I'm not really sure uh, all the details. I don't know why the moon one is the the one in the lead since it's just a moon, and like Saturn has <laughs> right? like fifty moons. There's so many moons. I wonder what Neil deGrasse Tyson thinks of Sailor Moon. We got, we'll, we'll get uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson on the Sailor Moon podcast sometime. <laughs> oh, definitely. We're in Silent Hill. We got a letter from our wife. She's dead. Mary sent us a letter, but she's dead. It's impossible. But it's somehow illegal. it's illegal. <laughs> somehow <laughs> we are going to be trying to find her. I forgot actually what the first scene was. I think he just walks into Silent Hill, right? Yeah, like he starts off uh, looking in the mirror in some ratty looking, um, uh, like a public restroom on the side of like a park or something. James would use that kind of a bathroom. <laughs> and you know, I, in hindsight, that bathroom was in okay condition compared <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> compared to the rest, rest of the game, yeah. yeah. So we, we progress and we, uh, we get to a graveyard. Yeah. If I recall correctly. We meet a crazy lady. So you meet a woman in a graveyard who's looking for her mother. And see, for Similarly me... Similarly to how you're looking for your wife. Right. Who's also dead. You're like, I'm looking for my wife. 
So now I get the impression from this point that Silent Hill is a place where people go to find their lost loved ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, did it ever say that, that her mom was dead? No, but she's, she's looking for her. She's lost. Yeah, it's true. She is lost. Right. I mean... I mean, along with her, her brother and father, I think, but I don't know exactly what that was all about. Oh. I, I had just assumed she was at the grave of her mother or something, and I don't know why I assumed that, but... She must have been at the grave of someone she knew. Yeah. Well, I got the impression that she was originally from Silent Hill and she moved away for some reason. Mm -hmm. And then she wanted to go back and find her family. Well, isn't that the same with you, though? I don't think James is originally from Silent Hill. I think he went there, uh, he vacationed there. What a lousy vacation spot. (laughs) I know. Like, what are you going to do? Go speed boating? (laughs) I guess bowling. I would assume three lanes. I would assume that at some point Silent Hill was, like, a decent place to be. Charlie, sure. I don't know what planet you're living on. Oh, and they got a, they got an amusement park there. Okay. They got a lake. Okay. They got um, they got a Mexican restaurant. Two and words a Texas for you. restaurant. Los Angeles. <laughs> I'm just going. It sounds it sounds a lot like a Lake George. <laughs> yeah, it is. Put myself it, more I, into the game now. I can see that being Lake George totally. We're never going back to Lake George. So, what were your guys' <laughs> first impressions of the game? Because this was like the first scene, the first real indicator of what we're getting ourselves into in silent hill being in the graveyard really the graveyard was actually one of the less creepy things but for the most part i just kind of felt like i was lost and running down like really long uh, paths that didn't seem to be going anywhere so yeah that seems to be like the theme of the beginning of this game or for this game in general is just running places and hoping you're going somewhere and creepy noises happening off the path and you're like what was was that? I think that was one of the was first it? things that I said when we were playing the game was this game was about running and listening to noises. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's kind of it, like it's kind of bringing you in, right? It's uh, oh, yeah. taking you, it's le- letting you know that all right, whatever safety you were in, mm-hmm. you're running away from it. You're go, you're going in. You're going deep. Right. Yeah, and, it definitely does set you in. It's not just like long for the sake of being long. It's it's making you more uncomfortable as you run down this winding pathway. Yeah, that's a good term. It's uncomfortably long. So what, yeah, what, yeah. what is uncomfortable about it besides the length? Because I think there's something else going on here, and this is what I like about the game. Is that it's, I mean, you can, you can put anybody in a situation that's going to take them forever, and they're not necessarily going to be uncomfortable. They may be bored. But this game doesn't bore me. Uh, mm-hmm. Does it bore you guys? No. Not at all. So... What what about this in terms of the mechanics of the game and what they're exposing you to is keeping you playing? What is hooking you into playing this game and progressing? I think it's like the curiosity and the horror element that like makes those particularly drawn-out sequences worth it, really. Because, I mean, it is all like setting it up in the aesthetic and that like as you're running, like as you're saying, like there's just like this ambient witch house piece just building up in the background and... I don't know, it gets you spooked. It gets you curious, too. Like, generally, like, as you walk through this town, like, you're just curious to find out what happened. Or, you're curious to find out why about five-sixths of every single door just does not work. (laughs) Right, right. That is my number one question in this game right now. Who who came through this town and broke all the doors? (laughs) Who came through this town and, like, specifically made it, like, a linear pathway the entire way through? Who built that wall in the street? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to prevent me from going to the freaking park. Yeah. Charlie, what, what is what is keeping you playing this game? Uh, the fact that I'm supposed to finish playing it. <laughs> Actually, that's, but, that's but, a pretty good point, though. But, but, I mean, but 
I'm sure there have been games, like, game club games in the past where it's like, oh, why am I still playing this? I don't want to. This is a bad game. I don't want to keep playing it. I, I don't think... That's not the reason why I don't want to keep going. I don't want to keep going because like I'm a weenie. And <laughs> a lot of things frighten me. I can overcome that stuff. No problem. Because if I have to overcome, you know, some kind of fear, that's an important uh, ability to have. But for something like this, I don't... I don't know why I'm overcoming my fears for this. <laughs> I, 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 I'm I not really sure. I'm, I'm doing it because I have to, not because I need to. Or, I, I don't know. Mm. It's, so, so there's no curiosity for you to find out what all this is about? I think I, it, isn't that kind of built into it? You want to see how it ends? I, I kind of do, but I am also content to not know. <laughs> <laughs> so could you just drop the game now and be fine? I, I think I could. Oh. All right. Well, game club's over. Thank you for listening. <laughs> no, like, no, seriously, for me, I'm, I mean, I got to be clear. Even though this is game club, and I feel really stupid for admitting this, Charlie has been playing the game for me as well. I've been sitting sure. behind him and watching it. I have experienced the controls a bit. I got to walk around, um, and I'm sure we'll do that more as as we go along. But what is keeping me interested in this is I want to see what is going to happen to James. Is he going to find his wife? Is his wife dead? Or is James himself already dead? I, I have all these questions that I want answers to. Or is he just insane? Or is he just insane? Exactly. Like, anything could come out of this. And, of course, I expect that'll be answered as we go along. But, yeah, like, what do you guys think of the controls in this game? Like, as a survival horror game, I feel like many games of this standard sort of tout around the idea of, like, you're given, like, limited control of your character or, like, control is very blocky or, like, not so easy to handle just for, like, the effect of, like, for the spooks, basically. Like, like you can't control him, so you feel less in control of the game, so you are more scared as a player. And I, I can see that for this game. A- at first, I was turned way off by it, but as the game is progressing, it's a lot more playable than I thought it was going to be. And um, I think it does that fairly well. And what do you guys think? Have, uh, once I turned the, the controls onto something more manageable and uh, and whenever you first get your weapon, suddenly you, you're not quite as uh, vulnerable. Although you don't really have any enemies to take care of until you get your first weapon, so I guess it's not yeah. uh, a big deal. But uh, it took a little bit for me to get used to use of the controls, but now that I am, like, you know, at, at this point, having finished the hospital, I, I feel pretty confident walking into just about any room. Um, I don't, but <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, yeah, I did die twice so far in the game. One, because I walked into a room with uh, with two nurses, and I was a little bit hurt, and they kind of they kind of gang-banged me and got me knocked out. But the first time was because... Is that the word you meant to use, Charlie? I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> knocked me out. <laughs> yeah, my, my first death in this game, actually, was because Maria was in my way, and I shot her to death. Oops! Oh, you can kill her? Yes, it turns out. Huh. I remember asking Charlie to try to shoot Maria, and he said... No, I don't want to. Why wouldn't you want to? She sucks! She I, also, also, well, I mean, she doesn't usually... She's not usually there whenever you have to fight things too much. But she is just a scary person to have around anyway. Right? Because she appears in some random place in the room whenever you go into the room, and yeah. you're looking around, and it's like, oh, sh- yeah, what's yeah. that? <laughs> right? It's like, what are you doing there? We were talking Why aren't about you like going it. off radio? Oh, <laughs> because that's not an enemy. We were talking about how um, how we were wondering if that was intentional or not. 
on the on the game designer. I think that had to have been done to make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, that I mean, suddenly she's just in there. It definitely works. But in terms of the um, the controls for me, I don't really have much to compare them to because I've only really played the fourth Resident Evil, mm-hmm. and um, that has a much different kind of mechanical system in terms of fighting. Well, yeah, because... Yeah, it, it, it has the same uh, tank controls as this game defaultly has. Yeah, but, but they give you a better camera a angle. Tighter. Yeah, they Leon... You a much better camera angle for Leon. I mean, yeah, you feel like mm. you feel like Leon is definitely a trained, you know, a trained killer. He's He's been through this game before. Yeah. Whereas... Uh, James? Nah, he's just some dude right. who has yeah. a weird face. Going with that, you know, what is a... Why do you guys think all these NPCs are in Silent Hill? You mean like uh, Lara and uh, and Eddie and uh, Angela? Right. Like, why are they there? Of course, you have the certain things like Angela's trying to find her, her family. But people like uh, Maria, <clears throat> who are just kind of there. And when you get to meet Maria in the park, she seems like she's uh, she's rather infatuated with you. Uh and, right off the bat. Right. And she is not scared of Silent Hill, yet she will make reference to you leaving her alone in the park because there's monsters around, so she you have to take yeah. her with you. She guilts you into taking her along. So what are your guys' impressions of these characters? Like, why are they there, and what are they doing, and yeah. I feel like, like Angela is the only one that seems, like, real in sort of a way. Like, like, she's the only one that's actually acting as if this place is, like, from hell. And it is. So, like, uh, I'm more sold on her actually being a human being and everyone else just being figments of some sort of representation. Something in James's mind? Maybe. What about you, Charlie? Yeah, I can see that, too. Um, either that or... I, I don't know, because Eddie's, Eddie's a weird one. Yeah, uh, but I, I can definitely see him being a, a, like an extension of James somehow. Um, Laura, I, I mean, I, I can I can see her being an extension, but I can also see James running around this perfectly normal town. In 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 his own mind, it all looks horrific, and he's going around and killing things, and mm-hmm. and this one little girl is just kind of actually existing in his mind for some reason. But that would also imply that like. All these weird, like, obstructions exist, such as, like, that gateway in the apartments that, for some reason, like, you were reaching through. And unless, like, she just saw you, like, just reaching for a key that you could have obviously just walked over and grabbed, and she just stepped on your hand because she's a jerk. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what to think about Laura, because she, uh... She she doesn't seem to realize that she is in this hellish place that is Silent Hill. When you ask her, you know, why she's running around this dangerous place, she seems rather baffled by your question. Um, but yet she she'll interact with you and she'll interact with um, Maria Eddie. and Eddie. I don't know if she ever. She doesn't interact with Maria. I don't think she ever actually saw Maria, but Maria says she saw her. Right. They they apparently yeah. know each other, but she'll interact with Eddie and. Eddie seems like he's reacting to the monsters, certainly. I mean, when you... When sort you meet, of, in his own way. Right, when you meet Eddie, every single time he's doing something that uh, seems to be rejecting the situation out of fear and, and cowardice, in a way. Um, when you first meet him, he's throwing up in a toilet, and he's... he's what is he saying? Uh, I didn't do it. He's saying, I didn't do mm. it, and I think he tells you to just leave him. 
Um, and he just continues to vomit. And the second time you see him, he's in the bowling alley. And this time he's just eating. He's just pounding slice after <laughs> slice pounding of pizza. pizza. Exactly. Uh, so, I mean, that's, that seems like an extension of James for sure. But, uh, yeah, I'm not too sure about Laura, the little girl. But how do you get to the hospital? I forgot. Uh, you you kind of follow her. Yeah, follow you follow her? Laura uh, through this. Well, Laura just takes a small alleyway. And you end up having to go through this strip joint. And then you just kind of follow her into the hospital. And then that, that's pretty much what the hospital is, is you're going in there, you find Lara, and then you try to get out. Right. And then she jerks you around. Yeah, well, right. and that's that, that's part of the complications of getting out. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where you're at in the game, right, Ben? Yeah. I think. I don't even know what's going on anymore. Well, but... what, what just happened before we started recording this? Because we just started recording immediately after you turned off your game. Yeah. And I had just finished the boss after she locks you in a room. And now it seems like I'm in a completely different hospital. So I'm all all great and confused and super excited to find out what's happening. Welcome to Silent Hill. What do you think happened? (laughs) Because I like to think that when weird things are happening in Silent Hill, it's not just Silent Hill being Silent Hill, but rather there's some... Yeah, yeah. Identifiable thing. Like, uh, I, I registered that as a time jump somehow. Like, suddenly you mm-hmm. woke up and it was later and somebody came in and manipulated this place. Like, have you gone into any of the rooms since uh, since getting in there? Yeah, I've gone to a couple and just got, like, spooked immediately by the nurse ladies in my face. And, and well, I mean, it's like, it seems like everything's suddenly covered by plastic. Like, like this place is, yeah, yeah. is set up to be preserved now. Yeah. Whereas everything before... Is wrapped. Whereas every, uh, be- before everything was was uncovered and rotting, um, which makes me wonder. All right, which one is the real hospital as it is right now? Yeah, if either or of any them. of them, really. Yeah. Right, right, right. Because like right before, uh, we're jumping way ahead of ourselves here. I yeah, think. a little bit. Ben, did you um, by chance get to see the movie? No, I didn't. But I I heard it's not super great. <laughs> So, like, my senior year of high school, like, everyone was, like, all about it, and they thought it was really great. Hmm. But, uh, I don't know. It, I, I think I'll take your word for it, as we'll hear here in a bit. Well, maybe we should take a break right here and listen to that segment, and then uh, come back and start talking a little bit more about the segments of the game that we've done so far, like, just exploring the town, the apartments, and the, uh, and the hospital, and kind of get into it a little bit. Honey, sometimes when you go to sleep, you go on a little walk. And sometimes you talk about a place. I don't remember. That's why we're going to go there. So you can remember. I'm a big fan of video games. I'm a big fan of movies. I used to review video game cinema for Game Set Watch, and I recently started doing that for Kotaku. Silent Hill seems to be emulating like Nine Inch Nails videos, which is, you know, cool and all, but whatever. Mean, it just... In terms of the scary imagery? Yeah, in terms yeah, of the yeah. aesthetics, the staccato, the, you know, the um, time lapse, the scariness of the monsters and stuff like that. So, not that I wrote off the game, I just wasn't that interested in it. So, therefore, the, when the movie came around, it looked particularly uninteresting to me. It was one of those movies where it's like, <laughs> I didn't have anything really to wrap my teeth around. It was like, you know, it's not, a, it's not a great movie, it's not a horrible movie, it's just a movie. Since then, I have played some of the games. Which, uh, which of the games? Because I had only played the second one going into the film. 
I ended up playing the games. I ended up liking them more than I expected. Uh, I started playing two, which segued to three, which segued to four. It's funny, the more I played the games, the more I understood the director's intent behind the movie, and the more he, in my mind, he screwed up. It's like, all right, well, yeah, whatever, dudes. In a game, you know, you're, you're sort of setting the pace yourself, and you the, you, the person, are the main character, the lead actor in this, you know, cinematic experience. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you're not going to be as, as I think personally, you're going to be a lot more focused on gameplay and those type of aspects. But when you're seeing a movie, you know, a lot of that stuff, like you're not, you can't control it. So therefore you're going to be a lot more bored. You're going to be, why is this character doing this? I yeah. don't understand. Which yeah. was my problem with the Silent Hill movie. People, when they're not familiar with the games, <laughs> they they who you know when they see it they're they're either bored or they feel unmotivated to watch it. The second time watching it, I uh, I enjoyed it a bit more. But are you a fan of horror movies in general? Yes, I am. I don't think you could really do a traditional film based on Silent Hill because a lot of it is again it for my memory it's less about having a coherent structure, um, a really defined plot. It's mostly about imagery and more emotional tones. Yeah, it banks a lot on ambience, for sure. Yeah. Then I realized, you know what? A film that's nothing but iconic imagery is going to be extremely boring, and what we end up having is a film that is mostly imagery and atmosphere and tone, and it's... I don't know, man. It's... It was a tough watch. I don't know what's happening. Do you know what's going on here? This place is completely cut off. Only the dark one opens and closes the door to Silent Hill. Hey! Where is she? I'm trying to find my wife. To find your daughter, you must face the darkness of hell. It's okay, baby. Mommy's coming. Some films that have, you know, psychological crises that uh, the main characters are facing they tend to go with more surreal imagery and for more ambience. And so I guess you're saying that it didn't really accomplish making that connection. I mean, you know, I'm, a, I'm an old school horror film, uh, film buff. So for me, I, I had problems with it on a lot of different levels that isn't necessarily inherent to perhaps this discussion. Or maybe it is, you know, the, like the scene of her being um, assaulted by the little demon babies. You know, it's, it does a great job of emulating the the game what did you get from that because all the protagonists as well as antagonists that are in silent hill in that dimension they're all females and so having these you know dying babies try to attack her it does really touch on a lot of themes of of motherhood and and, and such like that which i think ultimately it did a good job of exploring the director gons clearly loves the subject material the subject matter and he was very respectful for it he for five years he was trying to Konami to convince them you gotta let me make a movie you gotta let me make a movie based on this game please 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 and I think he sent in like a video concept or something or other and finally Konami said okay and he hooked up with Roger Avery are you familiar with Avery? oh yeah yeah so this power couple they've gotta make a good movie and 
they're both fairly intelligent in terms of like um, in genre films, but Avery in particular, you know, especially with Rupert Tarantino, in terms of taking aspects of certain films, certain cultures, and transposing it to a more modern audience, I think he did that very well in Pulp Fiction. But when it came to this, I was sort of hoping like an intelligent expert, um, you know, just extraction of video game elements into like a, a film, and it just didn't happen. It was just this really. I don't know. I fa- I don't know how you felt, but it just was such a long, boring, prodding. You know, when I was reading on the director, like apparently he had a gigantic TV and you know PS2 hooked up, and he would play uh, Silent Hill one and two in front of the cast and crew to say, okay, this is what I'm going for, like this type of camera angle, this type of emotion, and I think that's actually pretty commendable. Yeah, and I don't think a lot of video game uh, film directors necessarily have that type of um, attitude towards the. Uh, source material and I think they just I think they feel that their inherent love for the subject matter is going to be strong enough to carry the whole production and they don't really convey it to the actors and the crew there just hasn't been that film to come out yet to uh, to really adapt a game to a movie which where people will say this is enough like the source material and enough like something that's totally new for me and I'm able to re-explore all these things about it. I think it's really important to point out that the Resident movies are virtually nothing like the games. Right, and They're exactly. highly successful. And the Silent Hill uh, movie is a lot like the game, and it tanked, or in a lot of people's minds. One of the best video game movies I've seen was actually from this year. It's uh, Takashi Miike's uh, Phoenix Wright adaptation. I still need to see um, that. Yeah, it's really, really good. I mean, fans of the video game are going to soil themselves because it is such a brilliant adaptation of the first game but for people who aren't into the who are not familiar with the video game it still has enough for them to chew on because it's a lawyer film and you know lawyer stuff is really popular you know you got law and order you've got tons of movies though it's a lawyer film but everyone has really wacky hairstyles so it's (laughs) it's a bit it's a bit strange in regards so it's by your definition which is i think a good one um, it doesn't really hit that point where, like, you know, the perfect movie where it makes the fans happy, but it stands on along itself to as a as a purely approachable by the common masses film. Silent Hill climax where you know the lead character um, she's essentially made a pact with the devil right and she um, stumbles goes she barges into this church where the cultists are going to murder her maybe daughter and I'm assuming it's supposed to have this big emotional resonating tone and it just I was just really confused. It's, I was confused by the plot. I was confused by the exact setup. I was confused by what the message was supposed to be. And I don't know who is good. I don't know who's really bad. It just, again, it just seemed a little a little unfocused. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Of all the emotions when it comes to a movie, when it comes to in life, like horror and fear are the most primal. And that's why a lot of horror films don't have the most complex plots. There's like this trend in cinema, right, of like making overly complicated oh, stories to make the audience yeah. just walk out of the theater scratching their heads saying, I guess I saw something. Yeah. What I did get out of it was uh, it was more like a foreboding 
message I, I got from it. Because by the end, the evil wins, right? It did it? And I was like, well, what am I getting from this, right? <laughs> like, what is the message of that decision that she makes? And all I can get from it is uh, there are some forces in the world that are so powerful that it can break the bond of a mother and daughter. By the end of the film, like, the actual, the last like the last scene is actually quite nice mm -hmm. but at that point I am so bored stiff that I'm like oh, whatever dudes well all I know about the next film is um, they want to make this like somewhat accessible a lot of 3D movies are not overly long uh, Christopher Gons was attached to it but he dropped off and Roger Avery is not involved in the f he did do a screenplay for the second film and um, that film that he also is no longer with the project so I don't know, like, you know, what do you think in, in terms of, in the annals of video game cinema? Do you think this is a hit? Does he think, think this is a miss? Do you think it's a, uh, do you think it's something with a star on the corner to its name? In the world of, of video game movies, there's not a heck of a lot to choose from, right? I mean, you've, you've seen a lot of these. Yes, um, yeah. And I think for this movie taking itself so seriously, that is kind of a nice step in a direction. For, for video game movies. But in terms of my own film standards, I don't think it was the best thing I've ever seen. I don't think it's something I'd recommend to my friends, like, this is a really good horror movie, you should check this out. But if people like video game movies and they want to see where that genre is heading, yeah, check it out, because it's, it's worth seeing where this, this whole thing is going, because it accomplishes something. <laughs> All right, so you arrive on Silent Hill, and what are you supposed to do? <laughs> like, how, how... Basically. Like, the first thing I did was check my map, and I saw, like, the scribbles under, like, Rosewater Park. And I'm not sure why those were scribbled, so I, I just assumed that meant I had to go that way. Well, what, but... it, what happened was, like, at the top, uh, like, whenever you were back at the top of the hill, mm -hmm. uh, before you went down into the graveyard and all that, James was t thinking about... Uh, they're special places. Yeah, they're special places, and he thinks about the park. And so I think that's where he wants to go first, because he thinks that that's the special place she's talking about. Mm. I, I thought at that point he was just recounting, like, a bunch of different places. So I guess, like, him mentioning the park didn't stick with me too much. But yeah. that makes sense. Am I the only one who was creeped out by the idea of it being their special place? Yeah, What's I mean, special about it? That's like an <laughs> inciting action for a spooky thing. Like, come meet me at our special place. It just like, sounds creepy. Inherently creepy. Whatever, it's stock spooky storytelling. <laughs> and since he's so unsure of what the special place is, I mean, what kind of a husband must this guy have been? <laughs> and that, that seems to be a theme playing through the game as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even Maria, she, she, she makes the case that maybe you hate your wife. And Laura talks about how, like, you didn't love her or something. So, all right. So you know you're supposed to go to the park. So you go yeah. down the street towards it and you find your way blocked. You first see, like, one of those little monster guys and you decide to follow it for some reason because you're really smart. Right. And he's, he happens to be going down this, this, tr uh, this path that is marked by a little bloodstain where you know which, uh, which direction to turn. And thank you, game designers. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that establishes uh, James as a, as a go getter. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they might as well just have traffic signs that are painted in blood. So you go in there and you find you find the first monster. You beat it to death with a, with a stick, 
and uh, hopefully if you're uh, if for some reason you figured this out on your own or whatever, you, you knock it down onto the ground and then you kick it. Now you didn't figure out that you could kick it for a while. I didn't until the own. hospital. So like You're an hour kidding. ago, I found that I could kick, and thank you, base god, for kicking. Until the hospital. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I that's that was the first way I died was because I didn't know I could kick, and the little things like, scurry around on the ground like oh, little cockroaches, man. which compared to the actual cockroaches wasn't so bad, but it just kept headbutting me on the ankles until I died. <laughs> yeah, I, those guys sucked. I just ran away from everyone on I'm the gonna, streets. I'm gonna wiggle around on the ground and headbutt you to death. <laughs> <laughs> but no, all right. So I figured out how to how to uh, how to kick things to death halfway through the uh, through the apartment. But it would have been really useful to have known right there. And then at some point, I was I was wandering around, and after that point, you got monsters all over on the streets. Yeah. And at first, I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna go knock these things to the ground, whatever. And then I started realizing that every time it barfed on me, it was actually hurting me. So <laughs> I was like, also. You realize that combat is not that gratifying in this game, no. so it's not worth ever especially, doing it unless you have to. Especially if you don't know how to kick somebody. <laughs> Which, by the way, for those people who don't know how to kick in this game, you have to stand still. And, and press X. And hit X. Stand yeah, still hit and hit button. X. This and is... it does way more damage than, like, a shotgun blast. <laughs> yes. So, cool. Good job. So, uh, so I was wandering around, and at that point I was uh, desperately trying to find... A save point. So I go down this one alleyway, because uh, at that point I did not think, for some reason, to use my map at all. Mm. <laughs> I was no, just that thing w- is my savior, especially with this fog. Boy. Yeah. At once, once I realized how useful it was, I started using it. Yeah. Uh, but at that point, it's, I was. It's to the point now where if I don't have a map anywhere I am, I start freaking out, and I think that's brilliant. Yeah. Like in terms of like game design, like if you don't have a map, ugh, I can't do it. I don't like being there. How's the fog in the HD version been? Uh, it's still there. Um, I'm not. I haven't seen comparisons of it, and I'm gonna wait to uh, like see all the comparisons between the versions until after I finish the game, just to have like a like a blank slate going in for this first experience. But the fog is still there, and it's uh, real thick, and it sucks. <laughs> if you're on one side of the street, can you see the other side of the street? Nope. All right. So yours, your fog is not. Much better than ours. Oh, no! I Isn't would say like I don't think the the fog distance is the the difference between the HD version. I think it's like the transition and like the actual aesthetic of it. For those who don't know, this game was released um, however long ago it was released on PS3 and uh, 360, and they lost the source code for the original game, so they couldn't just like like reverse engineer it and like port it like they regularly would. They basically had to rebuild the entire game. As for now, I can definitely see that this is kind of a bad port of what would otherwise be a really great game. Apparently, one thing that they uh, they charfed up while uh, <laughs> remaking this game is the sound effects. So I don't know what sound effects that the enemies make when they're walking around for you guys. But for me, it's like the most annoying, clicky, out-of-place sound effect ever. And according to someone on Twitter... What they did was they they mixed up the sound effect for like the the spitty guys like attacking, and the sound effect for them walking. Huh. So every step they take is just like this loud, gross click, and it's the worst. So I ended up accidentally stumbling down an alleyway and finding a dead guy, and taking a, a key off of his corpse to a to an apartment. I had no idea what for. James is the most honorable protagonist. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I go, uh, I, I, I'm desperate to try, find a save point, though, or some kind of healing. And mm. uh, I eventually stumble my way into this mobile home that allows me to go into it, thankfully. And I find myself a, a save point and a note about uh, a place where I can go. Wait a minute. I never found this mobile home. How did, dun, you know, dun, dun. how did you know you were supposed to go to the apartment? Because that's where the gameplay point was. <laughs> and I found the body and it said apartment key, so All right. I, I just figured that's where I'm supposed to go. Well, uh, I, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to go there yet, so I just kind of, I found that mobile home and it pointed me over to this, to this other like little business. I go to the business, like it was a bar, I think, and, uh, and inside there was another map with all these like markings on it that James studiously uh you know puts onto his own map because he's what? really good about that and um <laughs> and it point and, and the the that map shows that the pathway to the park is through the apartment building so it was like what? Oh, there I go. and it actually also marks where the corpse is that has the key with a, like a, 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 a yeah it's so good <laughs> so that's where I was supposed to have done in the first place i guess and um so yeah, I'm working my way to the apartment building. What the crap? Like, I found another save point in a well somewhere. <laughs> then you got gypped. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that was the first save point, I think. It's like, what the hell? And you, and you do it, and all of a sudden the screen goes red? Yeah. Yeah. So, the apartment building. Yes. It, what uh... What a pit. It is... <laughs> it was the first really frightening part of the game for me. Like, like really, like... Because it, it started getting claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely the most uncomfortable... And uh, like that early on, is that like the first really big building you go into? I think it is, right? Yeah, it yeah. sure is. Which is funny because it's such a big building, but it, it makes you feel so confined. <laughs> <sighs> and the camera really starts to mess with you at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, was it at this point that you realized you could slightly control the camera? Yeah, that's whenever I, I yeah, felt yeah. like I really needed to because I was going the wrong way down a hall and I heard enemies in front of me. I was like, I. I need to see this for some somehow. <laughs> my my first tactic was to somehow try to run around the camera to where it would turn with me, and then I just started pressing buttons. <laughs> and eventually figured it out. And screaming. <laughs> oh, there it is. How was the apartment for you, Ben? A pit. Like I said, I hated it. It was the worst. Like so, going through it, like man, I. I just didn't know what I was doing, first of all, and I, like I didn't have the map at first, and that wasn't so bad because I hadn't been that used to it, and it became much more of a problem later, like once I got to the second apartment, but just running through these halls, like checking every single door and all of them being broken for some reason. That, that's one of the most useful things for the map, is whenever you realize that, alright, if you can't go into it at all, he puts a little squiggle line on it to where you know, alright, don't even bother checking this door again. Yeah, um, yeah, which is great. I love the map system in this game. It's yeah, awesome. James, if there's one good thing I can say about you, is that you know how... <laughs> it's that you're always down with drawing squiggles over doors. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very weird intro place, and yeah. I feel like compared to the hospital that we'll get to later, like, the structure of it was a bit, was like a lot more confusing, I found. Yeah. But maybe it was just me in that, that's the first point in the game where you realize that, like, this game isn't holding your hand with much of anything. Especially, like, in terms of, like, picking stuff up. And this game is very dark. Like, until you find the flashlight, you're pretty much useless at doing anything ever. 
And even once you do, like, you then realize just how, like, hidden everything is. Like, all the stuff you have to pick up. Like, just realizing that this is a thing. Like, a health drink you can pick up off the shelf. Like... What the heck's in the health drink? Yeah, that could have been anything. Like... It seems random as to what you can or can't kind of pick Tropicana up in this game. Thing? <laughs> like a like, Snapple? Yeah, or some kind of, <laughs> some kind of expired thing. Five-hour energy, exactly. maybe? It could have been anything, and it's been there for God knows how long. <laughs> but yeah, there, there, there was a lot of backtracking in this apartment for me, and I hated that. Yes. Because I, uh, I, I just had to run past like the same enemies over and over again, and I was just like, don't hit me! <laughs> well, I mean, I, I generally killed everything as I came across it. But I think I think you're gonna get a different ending then, Charlie. Really? Because uh, I everything? said on Twitter, like, I was asking if there's any reason to kill enemies because my first experience fighting, like, in that little area where you get, where you get uh-huh. the sticks, sucked. Because I like I didn't even realize how to attack for a good little while, so I was just getting hit, and I was like on the verge of death after that first little fight, which is stupid. And so I just didn't want to fight anything ever again. Basically, mm-hmm. after like fighting a second thing and realizing how slow and clunky it was, and then apparently like. And I can see this, that, like, the game was designed for you to avoid combat, basically. Hmm. And that if you do fight a lot of things, you get an ending that reflects that. Oh, well. I guess so. I'm going to have to live with that, then. <laughs> uh, but... Well, with how, many, with how many nurses I've laid to waste in the hospital, I, I, I might be reaching there, though. So. a lot of sick kids mad at you, James. Um, <laughs> so, but, yeah. So, backtracking is very unpleasant. Like, I, I it's... For me, usually whenever I play a game, exploring is one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll see, all right, this is where I need to go. So let's see if I can go everywhere else first and then go where I need to go after I'm sure there's nothing else to see. And in right. this game, I'm like, where let's do I go, need man. to go? <laughs> just show me where I need to go. Yeah, maybe just because I'm not playing it, but part of me actually would like to see everything, but I understand the sacrifice of, like, <laughs> Being like, oh, I want to go check everything out just because I like the way this game looks, but man, I don't want to have to go beat up a bunch of enemies just to get a health yeah. drink, just to get this odd wallet. I mean, but the thing is, the game kind of makes me go everywhere anyway, so I don't really have much of a choice in it. Yeah, well, except and for the mobile home. At a certain point, it really is like process of elimination. Just do everything, and at the end, maybe you'll have everything you need, unless you didn't get this coin that was sitting on the ground that you couldn't see. Wait, is my understanding of this wrong? Are, are there multiple paths you can go down, but they don't diverge that much, but, like, Ben didn't go to the mobile home, but we did. So, like... Nah, I don't think... I think that's just me skipping the mobile home. Yeah, part. I think the mobile right, home right. was mostly just a hint. Right, which is, yeah, what, which yeah. is what I'm saying, like, you know, you, you, you if you want to go explore literally everything, you can, but, you know... You and there might even to. be rewards for it. There might be, but you don't have to, necessarily. Yeah. Right. Now, the puzzles. I I figured out the clock one pretty easily. Mm-hmm. I thought the clock one was great. The coin one? I I have no idea how I was supposed to figure this out. I, I, I figured it out pretty easily. The, the one puzzle that I really did not like, and it's not even a puzzle, it's just a stupid thing you had to do, was that you find this thing of, like, canned fruit juice in the middle of a hallway and you somehow have to conclude that you need to jam that down this garbage chute to knock this other thing down and i had no idea what i was doing like how would i have known to do that i had to look that up on a walkthrough which sucks yeah you you had to throw it away you had to be a a, a good person and just throw that thing away yeah like like you pick this up and 
Why would a game like give you an item in the middle of a hallway and just expect you to have the the right mind to throw it away? Like there was no hint that that's what you had to do with that canned fruit juice. Well, maybe James was trying to be a good Samaritan because he felt bad about taking the key off the dead guy. <laughs> So yeah, so you felt like yeah, I gotta go throw this away, and no, I'm not just gonna go throw it away on the same floor because I got this on the first floor. Uh, no, he's I'm gonna walk a little bit farther. I'm, I'm gonna go to the third floor, I think, Get or a bit second of floor. Yeah, it was the second floor, and uh, and throw it down that garbage chute, and you know while I'm at it, knock out the the lump of garbage that's already in the garbage chute. Yeah, it's, it was just a bad, a bad. It was like Green Fandango. Bad. Yeah, it it was very like. Very that. Very old style, like, adventure game. But as far as the coin puzzle, I actually really liked it. And, I mean, did, what did you have a problem with in terms the, of, like, you just didn't get the hints? I I, I was staring at those hints for a while. And for a while, like, I, I figured out to a point where it made sense to me. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, the first hint was, like, on, the f- on one end is, like, the temptress of... Or the seducer of the woman or something. Right. And, like, you have three coins. One of them's a snake. So I'm like, okay, Bible reference. Got it. Oh, that's what it was? It was... Oh. Yeah. That is not how I interpret that at all. I I thought that the temptress uh, was a coin that I did not have. Oh. Okay. That's what got me confused. Now that you put it that way, yeah, that makes a whole lot more sense. What confused me next was, like, the second hint was, like... On the complete other end is the formless one, Null. And I'm like, what? The right, formless I... one? I guess a snake doesn't have a form, but I already put the snake. And then I determined that there's just no coin there. That's yeah. There's nothing. Good job. Well, that's what I assumed. I, I assumed they were going to mention five different coins mm-hmm. and that uh, that two of them don't actually exist. You only need to have three because it says right. so in, in, in the hint. So uh, I just figured, all right, so the temptress of the woman is something that I don't have, so that's on one side. And mm-hmm. then the the null is another thing I don't have, so that's on the other side. So everything I need is in in the middle. And then it was just figuring out, all right, so the one thing's not next to the snake, so those are on either side, and then one thing's on one side of the other thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But obviously that was not the case. So I ended up having to look it up. And now I feel like a dummy. No, no, it's cool. I I don't, I mean, I usually don't pick up on things that quickly, so I'm proud of myself. Sure, it's all right. We'll um, we'll go to church in the morning. <laughs> then after you did, did a bunch of puzzles, you had to fight Pyramid Head. Actually, you see him a couple times in that place, right? Yeah. The first time like you when you're walking through the, the hallway, you just hear a noise, and then you walk up, and on the other side of these bars, he's just standing there. Hi. Hey, what's up? <laughs> How you doing? And then, like you, you know, you you're gonna have to go there because you know you have to be uh, go do the clock thing. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I mean, like, I didn't know that that's where that was going to lead at the time, but I mean, I knew eventually I was going to have to be over there. Well, I and knew that that's I had great to, incentive. I knew that I had to move the clock because at some point I tried moving the clock and it didn't let me. So I'm like, all right, obviously there's something on the other side of this clock, probably a hole into the next uh, next apartment. Yeah, yeah. But then you also see him uh, in one of the random apartments, and he's just kind of uh, having a good time with the other monsters. And Is he, that a colloquialism right there? Kind of hanging out. <laughs> Hanging out with his family. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> like, oh, I'm interrupting. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me hide in this closet for a minute. And then James starts shooting him. shooting him? <laughs> what are you doing? And that's the only time shooting it works. I want to I wanna ask this question real quick. What do you guys think of James as the He's, professional... I hate him. He's so dumb. Also, he asked um, Eddie. Yeah, he was like... 
why are you sitting here eating pizza? And I'm like, because he wants to eat pizza. Come off him, man. Let me I, guess pizza. I guess you're not a party dude. Don't you wish you could just not have to look for your dead wife and eat pizza <laughs> in a bowling alley? Yeah. <laughs> Duh. I don't know what he's thinking. No, I mean, well, no, I, I, James, I, I don't think he's likable, and I don't think he's particulars particularly supposed to be. Yeah, I looked up the guy who did the voice acting for James and found out this was the only voice acting he ever did in his entire career. <laughs> and I th- So, the HD version actually has, like, redone voice acting. Oh. I'm choosing to, to use the original, just oh, so you, I can have you... some semblance of the original experience. And I've seen a comparison of that, and I would say in some ways the new one's better, but everyone hates the crap out of it. Maybe <laughs> it's... just because, like, the original is just so, like iconic the thing with really like unlikable characters is that they can be done well enough to the point where you enjoy watching them still and i think james actually does accomplish this because somewhat yeah i I, I just think of him as you know he just looks like a total buffoon and i think (laughs) my favorite line in this whole game is that after everything he's experienced up to the hospital he finds Laura, the little girl. He's been looking for her this whole time, this little runt that's been terrorizing him throughout this entire place. Then he had to kill a bunch of monsters to just navigate the, around this area. And then she denies that there's even monsters there. So he finally gets up you know, to her and she's like, there's a letter from your dead wife. And he goes, really? Really? <laughs> you, you want it? What, a, she goes, what you an want oaf. It? He goes, you want it? And James goes, Yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Just such a ridiculous line reading. No, oh, it's so good. Uh, Alright, so we got through the apartments. Um, fight Pyramid Head. You, we, we got, he runs away. You don't really fight him. Yeah, you just sort of that's don't a good, die. That's a good way to waste bullets to try to fight him, I guess. Yeah, I'm glad that I wasted a bunch of bullets and then died and then had to do it over again. <laughs> so I can get those bullets back. I'm talking about when you have to walk back and forth in the room. Yeah. Okay. What an yeah. exciting boss I, battle. I think I, I actually said at that point, that is another almost Grim Fandango moment. Um, like, <laughs> how would you like, how would you know to just avoid him? I mean, I guess if you want to stay alive, but wouldn't you naturally figure there's some way I can harm him? Yeah. There's got to be some It goes on for too long for you to think that it's, like, something that you have to avoid him for a certain period of time. But, yeah. Uh, sorry, so you go out and you go to the park and you meet... Uh, the love of your life, Maria. That woman has issues. She, she I don't like her. <laughs> uh, that whole scene was dumb, though. Like, he basically straight up says, it's like, hey, you're my wife, but you're not my wife. Let's hang out. Like, that's it. That's that scene. You look just like my wife. And she's like, oh, really? <laughs> you can't leave me here. There's monsters everywhere. And he's like, <laughs> oh, I guess I'll take you with me. And then they, then they go hang out. They go hang out. But she won't go in the bowling alley. She gets shot by She doesn't like bowling. She doesn't want... But, you know, she doesn't ever... She never interacts with any of the other people. Right. She she She... doesn't go into the bowling alley, so she never meets Eddie. She sees Lara run out, I guess. This kind of goes back to the whole, you know, projection of his imagination, perhaps. I have a feeling that none of these characters actually exist in reality. But that's just my theory right now. Mm Mm-hmm. At the hospital. I guess we talked a lot about that already, though. We did. Yeah. We did. Go through. I got well, spooked. You, well, like, suddenly these just demon murder nurses just everywhere when, like, the entire downstairs was cool. And, you know, I actually did not find the hospital to be nearly as frightening as the apartment. You know, 
there, there was some frightening about the hospital, though, for me. Those strange chicken nugget-looking things that were hanging in the cages. The boss. Oh, yeah, well... <laughs> With the feet that grab onto your head. Yeah, well, I mean, at that point, I was just like, all right, well, time to finally break out this shotgun right. and start going to town. Yeah, and... but then it turns out that's not the right option because the shotgun is slow. No, it, it does. A lo- it did a lot of yeah. damage for me, and it worked. Yeah, I mean, it, it worked for me until I kept getting kicked. Yeah, that was like a battle with the camera for for when I was watching Charlie. Yeah, there was a weird pivot point in the middle of the room. At some point, I was just like, "Charlie, start blasting the thing!" And I was trying, (laughs) and you and it was working. Like you were, I I don't know what Ben's talking about. I thought the shotgun was pretty fast. Uh, It was it was slow enough to me that it got me hit a couple of times. Not to mention, I'm gonna gripe one more bit about the HD version is that for some reason it's not even a loading issue, but there's like a three second period of just black screen while things are still happening that is not in the ps2 <laughs> version so every time i exit a menu there's just three seconds where i can't see what's happening and i just have to run around blindly and hope i don't get hit by something so that's gotten me hurt and almost killed multiple times but <laughs> as far as the shotgun goes like i don't know it's like i was trying to shoot them and sometimes i'd miss and just like in between shots, they would already be, like, on top of me, and I would get spooked and just have to run around and hope I don't get kicked and then get kicked. Pyramid Head. It, Do you, you've experienced Pyramid Head by the, by this point. In the yeah, you just... Oh, God, that scared the crap out of me. I got on so spooked. Like, you go up to the roof. I totally and, like, called that boss battle when we were playing. Well, it wasn't really a boss battle, though, was it? No, it wasn't, just... but, I, but you, you were up there, and I was like, this looks like a boss place. Yeah, it's like, there's gotta be something around. that goes down here. And then, like, you go back to where the door is, and you hear noises, and I'm like, well, that sounds great. I like how he, so... Pyramid Head unintentionally just helps you. He knocks you off the roof, and you know what? You wind up exactly where you need to be. You You get to the box, right? Yeah, that's you, right. You get, well, you, you get to a room where you find the last number. And then you get to go open that, that ridiculously complicated little box. And, and this is my favorite puzzle. <laughs> where you get the, the piece of hair. Right, with the piece of hair. And I knew exactly what to do with it because I already had the, uh, the pin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and like that, that whole little bit with the box was just very video games to me. I loved it. I thought it was so Like, cool. I mean, I could, I, could, I could be sold that like a crazy person would lock up a string of hair in a box with four locks on it, but... Was... At the same time, like, it, it also just existed so you can attach it to your hook and yeah. get the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for for what it was, I really enjoyed that part. Maybe it was just because when we were playing it, we had a group of people in the living mm-hmm. room. We were all playing it, and we were just kind of trying to go through all these different numbers that we had heard and different clues. It was like a, it was a fun little experience there. But, I bet. It sounds fun. Um, yeah. I like the, the whole thing that the hair was locked up because James was like, there's nothing in this box. But, hey, man, there's a really important hair there that if you put it on the needle, it's not going to break. <laughs> it just won't break. Nope. Special hair. I don't know. Special hair that just stays strong. I bet that's... For so, however long it's been in this box. Pyramid so, Head's back hair. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I, I was just happy that I managed to solve a puzzle. Like, I, I didn't need the, uh, the strategy guide for just about anything in that... Uh, in the hospital. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not quite done with it yet. I'm still bewildered as so, to why I'm in a completely different hospital, it seems. Look forward to Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat? That's all I'm going to say. You, good, good luck. I don't know. Trick Charlie, or Treat. don't. Trick or Treat, Ben. Trick or Treat. Charlie, Charlie no. <laughs> Trick or Treat! Tra- Trick or Treat. Charlie, no. Oh, oh God, I'm spooked. 
Okay, so let's talk about the theming in this. Ben, what are you picking up on thus far? Uh, to to be completely honest, like I've I'm going into this game knowing at least a little bit of like what it's about. I don't know any like major story like revelations or anything aside from like a few things about Pyramid Head and like his representation or whatever. But this game it's it's a very psychological game. Like even if you don't know anything about the story or know any like concrete like bits of information. And James is definitely like just tripping so hard, so right. Tripping so right through Silent Hill right now. And like I think it starts when you're in the apartment and you run into Angela on the ground with her little knife just freaking out. Mm-hmm. And like James is like it's okay, you can trust me. I'm not crazy. <laughs> At least I don't think I am. At least I don't think I am. God, I love that guy's <laughs> voice acting. So good. No, it's great. Again, talk about it more in the hospital. Like, they just have, like, countless files on, like, old patients and stuff. And there was one line that I actually really liked. It was um somebody, I guess, just documenting one of their patients. And at the end of it, like, they were saying, Why must we insist on bringing him out into our harsh reality when he exists in his own happy reality? Huh, that's interesting. But James is pretty insane, and this is not a very happy reality. So I wonder what that's all about. What about you, Charlie? I'm not sure. Uh, It seems to be very... The imagery so far has definitely been Freudian, I would say. He's everywhere in a lot of different art forms. So I I feel feel if Derek's listening, he's just grumbling so hard right now. I'm sorry. (laughs) He's a psychology major. I mean, you have Pyramid Head with his big sword, and you're you have to go through this uh, through the strip club in order to get to the hospital, and you got your sexy mm-hmm. nurses and your your mannequins that are all legs, and yeah. it, it it definitely seems to be trying to tell us something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whenever you find Pyramid Head, he just seems to be going to town, just like oh, yeah. straight yeah. up. Yeah. See, like I, we haven't finished the game yet. But I have finished the movie, mm-hmm. and I don't know how much of the movie is really like the games. I don't know how consistent the type of theme is throughout the games, because it's a different character for every game, I assume. And mm-hmm. so the the representations of the spheres or the whole psychology behind the main character is going to change. I, I feel like Silent Hill has some kind of evil force there, and it somehow has just started to inhabit this particular town. And it has the ability of ripping dimensions apart, bringing people in. And some people could still exist within the normal world, the normal reality. But at the same time, it uh, brings people into its own version of that that reality. But, you know, I, I, I don't know. That's just, it's just something that I thought, that's what I'm getting from it, and I think that's kind of cool. So it's, it's just kind of taxing to think about it. Taxing, but to me, it's in a in a good way. It's just so convoluted, and I dig it. Yeah. And like going back, like to like when you're in the hospital, like one of those files also starts with talking about insanity as like like a thing that everything is everyone is capable of. That just that seemed to tie into that thing where like you were talking about how there's there's this this evil that only some people can experience, and that seems to coincide with like the insanity a little bit, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the things that I um, I heard recently, I was, wa- I was watching a documentary on, on American horror films, and um, John Carpenter was on there, and he was talking about the two different types of horror types of stories you can have. 
and one is the evil is out there, and the other one is the evil is within us. And I think the game does a really good job of confusing both those things and kind of throwing it in your face. Yeah, yeah. So it's cool for that reason, but um, that's also possibly why the movie didn't work too well. That's what made it too complicated, because gotcha. with a movie, you know, you're, you're sitting there and you want to be told what is happening, and when it's basically just saying, <laughs> this is how crazy reality is, so you never know what's happening, it's really hard for an audience to be like, yes, I like this feeling you're giving me. <laughs> it's not very fun to watch necessarily. I, I don't know about that. I love it. It's, it's all in how it's done. I mean, you should watch the movie and, and, and talk about it on the next Game Club, perhaps, because I'd like to hear your thoughts. I'd like to hear thoughts from somebody who's seen the movie and really dug it, because I thought it was okay. And Matt I'll thought, time travel back to high school. Matt thought it was terrible. And Charlie, what did you think <laughs> of the movie? Um, oh, I, I watched it for the first time in theaters way back when, and I was all right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that was a movie. It, it, it got me spooked, so... Yeah. I mean, that's pretty, much, that's pretty <laughs> much what Matt said, but... Yeah. Oh, well, I guess we're going to keep going with this and uh, try and finish the game and wrap it up within uh, two weeks. my restless dreams, I see that town, Silent Hill. You promised you'd take me there again someday, but you never did. Well, you suck, James! You suck and I hate you! I stole your wallet. Come to our special place if you want it back. I get a letter. The name on the envelope said, Mary. My wife's name. That's ridiculous. Couldn't possibly be true. A dead person can't write a letter. It's illegal. Alright, we got one voicemail about our Game Club Sound Hill 2 from Phase on Chaos. Hey there, Pangar Podcast crew. Phase on Chaos here, this time with some thoughts on Silent Hill 2. Uh, as of this voicemail, I've just gotten to the hospital, which brings me to the point that this play session left a bit of a sour taste in my mouth. Um, Yummy. One of the big things was the fact that I ended up playing for a good 20 minutes, half hour longer than I intended to, because I didn't find any save points in between Pyramid Head and when you get to the hospital, mm. which seemed kind of odd to me, because, like, I don't know, generally you have a save point that's super easily accessible not long after I quote-unquote boss fight. Like in the bowling which, alley, maybe? Yeah, Pyramid Head was probably the most prolonged and dragged-out boss that you can't actually beat that I've ever played in a game. Mm. Uh, but yeah, no. Don't get me wrong, I am enjoying the game so far. I haven't gotten too scared, but there's definitely a generally kind of creepy atmosphere, and I've definitely jumped a few times, but... Mm. Uh, which brings me to the camera angles. Um, sometimes they're really just, it, they're iffy. Like, sometimes it is used for effect really well, but other times it's worse than eco in that it just randomly changes or I end up getting sprayed with acid because, oh hey, the monster's right there. And I don't really like how you can't check on your health without pausing the game, especially since I'm not sure if it's like this in the original, but for the HD collection, um, when you unpause, 
there's sort of like a second or two when yep. everything starts moving again, <laughs> but you can't see the screen's still black. Thank so God for pointing. attacking you when you're unpausing, but you can't tell that it's going on until <laughs> like a second or two is passed, and by then they're already hit you once or twice. So that's you. kind of annoying. But playing the HD collection, not having played the original, the, the, I don't see any problems with the atmosphere or the fog or anything. It, it seems pretty cool so far. Um, but yeah, I have one other thing to say, and that's not directed at you guys, actually, but my fellow listeners. Mm. Why aren't you guys tweeting using the uh, <laughs> GGC hashtag? I checked. Other than Jeff and Charlie, I'm the only one who has been doing that for this game club. Thank you. Where are all your tweets about how you have to stop playing for the night because you're getting too spooked? Or how Pyramid's <laughs> one-hit kills are so cheap? Come on, guys. I want to see your progress on this game, too. Anyways, that's all for me for now. So, as always, thanks for taking my voicemail, and keep up the great work with the podcast. I'm, I hate to break it to man. you. I agree with that. I've been blowing up that hashtag, though, but I also only got the game yesterday. I hate to break but... it to Phase on Chaos, but he is the only listener of this show. <laughs> <laughs> For That's a while right. since we didn't have our RSS up. <laughs> I, I, I think, uh, yeah, he made a bunch of good points. I did also notice that really long break without save points in between the apartment and and the hospital and there, that's one there of the actually reasons... was a safe point in the uh the parking lot of like some other crappy hotel somewhere like near huh. where the exit was but it was like out of the way oh okay <laughs> you would have had to know it's there and in this world just full of oh. fog where you can't see anything like, I mean, did, two feet in front of you did it, there's did no it, way you're gonna did, find i wonder it. if anybody else found the steel pipe because i found i that. did okay good because it made noise yeah yeah it was kind of pretty loud uh like i was keeping the engine going yeah. in that vehicle. <laughs> and uh, actually, we also had uh, some response from uh, from Jovis, who, uh, in the forum thread, who gave his recounts of both the apartment and the and the hospital. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I thought he made some pretty good points. He also had found that the whole pyramid head on the, on the roof of the hospital thing to be pretty frightening. Uh, but one of the interesting things that it was his his critiques about how James is the only person who has to run around scared, like with with firearms in order to get everywhere, while while, while everybody else is seemed to be all right, just throwing <laughs> up and eating pizza. And I think uh, he says <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I think that uh, that I think I think that it's not supposed to make sense. I think that's intentional, yeah, yeah. and it's... we're gonna figure out maybe why later on. I would feel yeah. gypped if we didn't get at least get a hint as to why this is all happening. So I, I trust this game. I think we'll actually have a nice ending somehow. Well, maybe not a nice ending, but at right, least a... satisfying ending. <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll be an ending that de- that depends on your playstyle. Yeah. There's an ending where it's all a dog. A dog did it. Oh, good. It turns out dogs are just really mad at James. No, that's like a secret ending that you get like if you play the game through like twice or something. <laughs> it's oh, okay. all just a dog is going to be a scared show, which is going to be about uh, non-horror games uh, that do a good job of scaring us. Uh, so join us for that, and then the week after that we'll be doing Game Club. I think we have a very small tidbit of fangamer news. Um, as far as I know, uh, we have the new combo pack on the store for the Zach Gorman, the Seafarer combo, Ooh. which includes the T-shirt Hero's Voyage, the Golden Fate pin set, and the Hero of the Wind poster. All of those so good. are made by Zach Gorman. 
He is li- okay. he's literally sitting in his room right now knitting uh, the shirts and um, <laughs> getting them together for all of you. No, as usual, I'm lying, but all three of those things <laughs> as are, usual. are in a coma. He's lying to your faces. <laughs> Don't trust a word out of this guy's mouth. Uh, just give us your money. And uh, <laughs> we also have officially moved into the next office over. Um, that's been uh, kind of a long haul. So yeah. did you move into the next office over, or did you just expand? We expanded. By throwing we expanded. twins through a wall. We, well, we did not throw the twins through the wall. I don't think they would have survived. They, they, that's what happened. Charlie, I'm sorry. Don't. I'm going to call you out really quick. I tried calling reference to that joke of you throwing the twins through the wall earlier today, and you just looked at me like I was crazy. I'm... And here you are, referring back to it on the <laughs> podcast. It's like you're two different people living in the same body. How am I supposed to live with you? That was because I was busy. I'm sorry, Jeff. Uh-huh, sure. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to this, <laughs> to this episode of the Fangamer Podcast. This episode featured music from the Silent Hill games and movie, as well as some sound clips. And you should check out those Konami soundtracks because they are pretty cool. Oh, God, the soundtrack's so good. Yes, it is. And also, thank you to Matt Hawkins for doing the game Movie Club with me, which we'll be doing more in the future if people have more movies for us to review. And, and Charlie, me and, Matt, me and Matt should spit game on the uh, the Phoenix Wright movie because that movie is so good. Did you see oh! it? Oh, I need to see it. Did you? How did you see it? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yo ho ho! We're in a bottle. Of <laughs> I, I was setting sail for the One Piece. Whatever. Don't don't worry about it. Are you a cop? Doesn't matter. <laughs> you bit torrented uh, forty gigabytes of room. <laughs> but we will talk to you guys next week. I would. I think it's okay to get spooked. I mean, it is October. I, I can't. I can't get spooked. I'm sorry, Ben. <laughs> well, I want to back up what Faison Chaos said and said. Why aren't you guys uh, tweeting at us? Yeah, definitely. Um, and also, if you want to leave a voicemail like he did, five zero three four four six cast. And of course, FGGC is the hashtag. Tweet, man. Fan gamer game club. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Woo-hoo-hoo.